Welcome to Pilgrim Talk. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. The word of the testimony, when, when you share how you met Jesus Christ, it's a powerful force against the enemy. And it's a powerful force uh, for an unbeliever to hear this story. Because I find, Dave, when you talk to someone about uh, how you met Jesus, you know they know you're not lying, or most of the time they do. Mm. Uh, and they're confronted with a real life story that, that can wake some people up. Mm. I remember before I knew Jesus, there was one or two testimonies I read in books and they really, really opened my eyes in a huge, huge way. Mm. So I'm going to mm. spring this one on you, Dave. I'm going to ask you your testimony. How, how did you meet Jesus Christ? Uh, right. Because you weren't born a Christian. No, indeed, <laughs> I wasn't. Um, although I had a very, um, I suppose, very religious upbringing. Right. Um, sort of 1950s conservative Catholic upbringing. Right, yeah. Um, so... so um, did all the, you know, all the right things. You rang the bell at the right time. Rang the bell at, I was an altar boy. Yeah, that's right. Um, Did you get to swing the thing, you know, that go with the incense. That was the real, real plum job. That was the real job, yeah. Yeah, no, I got, I just got to hold the poor guy used to get asphyxiated in the mass because they really lashed the stuff in and they got a great head of steam up on the smoke and and you'd see this guy in, in the middle of a cloud and, yeah, I don't know. Did you get high on it or what? <laughs> Certainly, uh, kind of it was a, a job reserved for the ultra ultra reliable yeah, type, the high altar boys. So I, I didn't qualify. <laughs> but um, yeah, but you know, I mean, I did all the right things, so I thought. Um, but you know, as I was getting sort of teenage years and early twenties, yeah, yeah, it just things weren't working out and um, I was quite I suppose um, depressed I would say and lost mm. and and lonely mm. um, and what did you feel you just weren't measuring up or did you just feel like this thing isn't working or maybe I you were thinking something totally different I don't know really it just didn't add up you know, um, I was doing all the right things and it just, I suppose it just was a sense that there's got to be more to life than this. Mm, yeah. And and one of the things that, you know, really um, got under my skin was, you know, the apparent remoteness of God. Um, like if I prayed, it was like shooting rockets up in the air. Yeah. In the, at at night, you never know where they come down. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, never know if they're heard. Never know if they're answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Um, yeah, it's a big separation between you and God. You total, were feeling it. Total separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that went on for quite a number of years, I suppose, in my early twenties. Right. Um, and it all came to a head on the first Sunday of January of 1975. Gosh, you remember the date. At about 11 o'clock in the morning, I suppose. 
Mm -hmm. um, and as it happened, I was in Oslo um, at the time in Norway. Right. Um, I was on a, a scholarship to travel and look at Scandinavian ceramic studios. Very good. Um, so I, I fetched up in Oslo anyway, and you know I wanted to find out where I could uh, get mass on that Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So you know you couldn't Google things in those days. <laughs> you just had to find out the hard way. Yeah. Um, but I found out where the um, the local Catholic church was. Yeah. And um, got up early, first Sunday of January. Must be freezing up there, wasn't it? Absolutely bitter, about minus five, oh. um, and threatening to snow and that, and you know, snow on the ground and ice and all that. And headed off anyway on foot to find this place, and um, eventually uh, arrived there. Um, and it's a big, big old church, um, hardly lit at all. It was lit up at the front where the, the mass was being said. Um, and then the lights went out about, you know, four or five pews back and the rest of the place was in darkness. Right. And, um, and very few people there. I kind of popped in at the back. Um, this was is in Norwegian now or English or I, what? It was Norwegian, I think. It wasn't, right. it wasn't in English. Did you understand it? No, no, no. Right. Okay. Um, there was a Chinese couple somewhere off to my left or right and one or two other people and that was about it um, and so yeah I was just kind of sitting there and mass was going on in this language that I didn't understand and um, it's like at, that was the moment when all the all the lines crossed you know um, and I just felt the whole weight of life come upon me there and um, Wow. And I just, um, I remember I just said to God, you know, if, I mean, if you're there, if you hear what I'm saying, you know, I don't know what to do with this life. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I'd made a complete mess of it. And, and I said, um, you know, if, if you can do something with this life, you know, I give it to you right now. Right. And... Um, and there was about a second's pause. <laughs> and then I just had this amazing experience of being surrounded by this presence of wow. love yeah. and acceptance. Wow, it's like you met you straight away. Straight away, wow. straight away. And just something spoke in my heart and said, I'm taking you on. Yeah. Wow. yeah I forgive you and I'm taking you on. And did you, how much did you understand at the time, Dave, like, say, about Jesus and the cross and him taking your sin? Was that sort of a little bit later or? That wasn't at all clear. It wasn't clear, yeah. Yeah, at the time. But you knew it was Jesus you needed or yeah. did you, what, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus and God, for me, was the same. Yeah, and, okay. Um, and, um, but... You know, I mean, it was just a very intense experience and Ooh. very emotional. Wow. Um, and what happened and, then? Well, it was like um, for hours afterwards, this sense, uh, this presence was just with me. Um, 
and I could talk to this presence and it was like there was a sense of um, nearness nearness yeah yeah and it was like I knew I was heard I don't know how I knew I was heard I just knew I was heard you knew it in your knower I yeah. knew it in my knower um, and that that was 37 and a half years ago wow and that presence has always been there never left you ever since yeah and I, I was studying a course there recently um, and just a, a throwaway remark that the tutor said was you know when you go to bed at night put your head on the pillow you know you know that you're alone and about an hour later <laughs> I just thought hey wait now no that's not right <laughs> not alone so yeah. so I had to tell them the next day you know the story wow. and you know because I said Oh, you told the tutor the story you just told. Yeah. Wow. And um, because I said, you know, when I put my head on the pillow, I'm not alone. Yeah. I haven't been alone for thirty-seven years. See, here's the point I made originally. And yeah. I'll never be alone. Never will be alone. I never will be alone unless I actually want to be, which I don't. But isn't it powerful to be able to say that to your tutor or to some other person? Because you're just simply telling the truth. You know, yeah. stepping out there, telling them the truth of a situation. Yeah. That that there's yeah. somebody who you met back then years ago. Yeah. Who's always been with you. Yeah. And think of the promise of Jesus. You know, he says, "I'll never leave you nor forsake you." Yeah. You know, yeah. he promises to be with us all the time. And and the thing is, amazing. You know that that the Holy Spirit can speak to our hearts, and we hear what He has to say. That is a. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I know that because, you know, about six months afterwards, I mean, I had, I had a conservative Catholic upbringing, so we had a family Bible. Right. Um, I think I read the Gospel of Luke when I was in secondary school. Okay. And that was it. Right. Um, and so you never really explored the Bible much. Never explored the Bible. About. No. And here um, you pulled from the high shaft the dusty big family Bible. No. Oh. <laughs> six six months down the road. I was having I was having a struggle in my life, um, but this, the kind of struggles that I had at that stage were different, mm. you know, because I wasn't struggling by myself, and I remember saying, "God, you know, what's your answer to this? How do I?" And I, you know, I mean, I was expecting some long, complicated, um, you know, very intriguing, wise, wonderful answer yeah. to arrive from somewhere, and. Instead, you know, I got three words in my heart. Three words what are they? in my heart. Read my word. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Read my word. And I, just at that time, I was away in a retreat kind of thing somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I found a Gideon Bible in the, in the drawer, you know. They're great, those things, aren't oh. they? Oh, they fit in the pocket and they're but, easy um, to read. So I opened it up at the Gospel mm -hmm. of Start With Matthew place to start yeah and um, and it was fascinating it was absolutely fascinating because it was telling me about this person that I knew this person that I'd come to know and um, and I I didn't think that there was any solution to what I had been praying about mm. in this uh, but I didn't mind because it was just fascinating yeah. so I read Matthew and then I read Mark 
then I read Luke, and then I read John, John. and then I read Matthew again, (laughs) and then I read Mark again. Love the Gospels, yeah. And then I went round and round and round in circles, and then I thought I'd try the Acts of the Apostles, just to see what that was like. (laughs) But I found that a bit boring, because Jesus wasn't in it. (laughs) So I went back. You said it. Yeah, but I went back to uh, Matthew again, read them a few more times, and then I got into, you know, the Acts of the Apostles and that. But mm. you know what? Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting? What? <laughs> um, the thing I'd been struggling about just kind of evaporated in yeah. the course of in the course of all of this. What were we struggling with? Really ah, just kind of, you know, kind of future, and you know, what does the future oh, yeah. hold? That's and, right. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, so there wasn't any direct answer in the word, but it was just the fact of the word. Yeah, you know, huge and faith and comfort. Yeah, and also the mm. fact of getting to know what Jesus is like, mm. because you know, that's why we have the gospels. Yeah, you know, I said to someone one night, I remember I was sharing the gospel with them. I said, imagine if somebody wrote you sixty-six love letters, mm. and you never even opened them and read them. Mm. How was that person going to feel? You know, mm. and I said that's the way God's given you sixty-six love letters. You know. Yeah, and you haven't even read them yet. Yeah. So I mean, it's powerful, mm-hmm. isn't it? That God has given us His Word, yeah, and and it's from His heart to us to guide us, to lead us, to tell us what's going to happen, what has happened, you know, what He did and what He's going to do. It's just like it. It's does it a disservice just to call it a book. It's not. Mm. It's living. You know, Jesus is the living Word. Yeah. You know, the Word yeah. became flesh yeah. and lived amongst us. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, listen, it's been great asking you your testimony, you know, because I really believe that there's power in testimonies, you know, um, for those who hear this and and uh, also an encouragement for people to share their own testimony as opportunities arise. Yeah. Now, I know everyone's story is different and there are some people, they might grow up in Christian homes and maybe they were very young when they turned to Jesus and they can't remember a major dramatic moment. Mm. But they can still talk about having a knowledge of God and an intimacy with them. Yeah. And uh, we all have a story to tell. That's and, right. Uh, I, I really think uh, the enemy hates to hear these stories because it's a reminder of how we were set free from his kingdom. We were effectively let out of the jail cell. Mm. And uh, that, that's good stuff, isn't it, Dave? That is. That is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. Well, listen, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And God bless you all, listeners out there. And uh, God bless. Talk to you again. We'll talk to you again. God bless you. Bye bye. You've been listening to Pilgrim Talk. You know, if you were blessed by what you heard just now, we have a whole load of archived issues which you can find on Alien on the Mission website and look for the archive. Lord, you are my righteousness, the one who sanctifies my life, shepherd and my guide, banner of deliverance.